everyone, this is Millie Dushwan. I'm so happy that you are tuned in to another episode of Human Becomings. Please do subscribe and like this on iTunes. I am really excited to have my next guest. He is just phenomenal and I got an opportunity to meet him in February in an event, Live Big Event, which was put together by Ajit Awaka on Neat Mission and that is where I met him. And this is him, Jamal Wella. He is a live and neuro coach. It is such an honor to have you, Jamal. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So, Jamal, today we are going to be talking about the power of intentional attraction, right? But before we get into it, talk us a little bit about what you do your life and neuro coach and that seems really fascinating so can you give us a little bit of what you do who you are awesome thank you so much for having me um just a little bit about myself so what i love i've i've, I've always been told as a little boy that all the answers that you're looking for are locked up within with, within you and i was always challenged i was like so how do i get them out um it was always you telling me i have this all this potential um, how, do, how do I find my pathway to be able to um, operate in the best expression of myself and find my own pathway outside of um, how society may say you need to be this or you need to be that and the pressures that you have. Um, so what I learned, um, I learned about coaching and how you're able to have powerful conversations of self-exploration self and insight about who you are by asking powerful questions and by creating rapport and holding that space for someone, they realize that they really can unlock some of the answers, like my life's purpose. Who am I? What do I want to achieve with my life? Um, when you get time just to be able to have someone hold that space for you. Um, and so what I loved was being able to learn a technique or the skills and the techniques on how to be able to help people unlock their destiny. Um, and most people don't see themselves as, as being purposeful or destiny driven um, simply because, you know, I, I feel, unless I'm a monk where I'm able to find this, this chi or this, this centralized understanding of life's purpose because life happens to us all um, so i wanted to get an opportunity to say if, if i've had this challenge how can i support other people whether it be entrepreneurs whether it be business professionals or whether it be just people who want more out of the life that they have they feel like they're living beneath their privilege how can i help people unlock their their, their inner genius uh, their passions and their purpose and then help them create their own blueprint for success so you say you know i, I asked myself okay i got the life coaching down I got certified at that. And I said, but I've always had a fascination with the brain um, because I, I'm a firm believer. Um, if I learn how the brain works, I'm a firm believer with all that getting, get understanding. Um, and so if we have been created with, with the genius inside of us, the best way is to be able to look at the manufacture of how we've been designed. And so I was able to look at it from this perspective. If, I've, if I can strip um, every single person from their gender, their race, how much money they make and be, or whatever the case may be, whatever, uh, social economic status they may come from and I can just say this is how the brain works regardless if you're white or black or or rich or you're poor you're short or tall whatever the case may be um, if I show you this is how the brain works then you feel more empowered that you have the same abilities every, as every single one of your heroes so you may look up to Einstein and say I have the same brain that he has I may look up to Michael Jordan I have the same brain it's about how I train my mind to be able to think about outcomes and see how can I make sure that the law of intentionality or the law of attraction or whatever the case may be can operate in my favor based on being able to train my brain. So being able to understand how the brain works is, is a powerful tool. Awareness is a powerful tool that allows you to even the playing field and say, I can create my best life 
I just need to focus. I absolutely love that. So Jamal, you unloaded a bunch of stuff to all of us. And let me tap into two things first. So you mentioned about self-exploration mm -hmm. and unlocking our destiny. Let's talk a little bit about self-exploration first. From your experience, it's a two-part question. So let me ask the first part first. Okay. First part, what exactly is self-exploration? Is it something constructed and imposed by society? Or is it something that we are intrinsically born with it? Mm, great question. So it's a twofold. I'll, get, I'll, I'll do the individual first and then I'll do society. So the brain naturally is designed to create, uh, to conserve energy. The, the brain takes up over 20% of the energy in your body. So what we have is called information bias. Once we hear something once or twice, we automatically believe, I already know that, that disregard that information, um, I can move on to the next particular thing. Um, and so people, you hear the phrase, I, I know this person like the back of my hand, but they don't, they can't tell you what scars or pictures or anything like, or anything, you know, that showed up on their hand within the last 24 hours. Mm. And so what happens is we have this thing called information bias, where the body is naturally trying to conserve energy. So it's not focusing on a lot of different information. So our conscious mind is really made up by our five senses. It, it's our control system so we can function in our everyday life. And it, the average person has anywhere from, anywhere from 50,000 to 70,000 thoughts a day. That's a lot of information, right? And so you have this conscious and you have this subconscious. So in order to conserve energy so you can function throughout the day, the conscious really is your controlling system through your everyday life. Now, when I talk about self-exploration, society doesn't really value, or oh, I wouldn't say value, they have these different constructs or schools of thought around self-exploration. Um, we have these, um, we have this get a good job. Well, let me, let, me, let me go back. Go to college, find a good job, find someone to marry, have some kids, find the white picket fence. We give some of these superficial or these limiting um, ideologies of what happiness and fulfillment looks like, and we're told to pursue them. And even our friends and our family who love us may give us these, this perspective of saying, I only want what's best for you. You need to follow this particular blueprint. And so um, many times you may fall into that blueprint because number one, we're looking for love. And anywhere from age zero to four, we're looking for, we have a belief system that's usually not updated. And so when I talk about self-exploration, it's going back into those limiting beliefs and those patterns and those schools of thought that may have helped you in your infancy or your teenage years or your younger years where your brain was still developing and actually saying, you know what, I get to choose my beliefs. Because a lot of our belief systems, remember I told you about that, um, information bias, a lot of our mm -hmm. belief systems are not always ours. They're pushed on us by society, from friends, so we're all looking for approval, and, we're, and our, we have a fear of rejection, or we want to feel like we're being loved. So we will go along with the process, even though it does not serve the best version of ourselves. So when we ask about self-exploration, it's really diving deep. Um, Jay Shetty had a great quote that says, in order to go three steps forward, you have to go three levels deep. Mm -hmm. and so ask, you know, asking simple questions um, like, um, who am I? A simple question, but there's so many layers to that. Am I who society and friends tell me I need to be? Um, what, what do I like? What do I love? Am I trying to please people by what I like and what I love? Um, what was I put on this earth to do? Those are some deep diving questions that are a journey, not a destination. And a lot of people make that a destination. This is who I am. This is who I'll always be. 
and this becomes a, a, a glass ceiling on your max potential. Did I answer your question? Yeah, wow, beautifully put, beautifully put. So people hold on to those ideologies imposed onto them uh, and they hold on to it, you know, and especially now in an era of social media, right? Mm. <laughs> Everyone is Definitely. seduced by what is going on in social media, especially it is going at a rate, at the speed of lightning, right? Everyone is seeing what other people are doing and they're trying to catch up. They're playing to, trying to play catch up with the rest of the world because people are putting out content every second, every minute, every millisecond. Mm -hmm. So this creates insecurity within themselves as well. And that heightens their level of self-exploration. So how can people actually not, you can't get rid of it overnight, but how can someone actually take steps to know that they are worthy? They are put on earth to do something. How can they actually start that journey? Great question. So what I've learned, and because and, I've, I've had to deal with some of the challenges um, of just the pressures of being enough. Um, you learn that from a young age. If I don't do A, B, and C, I'm no longer worthy of A, B, and C, of you know, the, the, whatever's next. And so a lot of times, we, like I said, from our childhood, we have to be able to go back and say, do some, sometimes coaching, I do inner child work. So I allow the inner child in you to be able to have a conversation because when we're told, you know, when you become an adult, you have to suppress all the feelings that you have um, and just be an adult. And so we're not teaching about how to manage our emotions. So our emotions end up managing us. I'm glad that you pointed out the social media. Um, social media, we, we, we have a huge epidemic of people who are also addicted to their cell phones. And so the brain science behind that is when I get a like or when I get acknowledgement or if I'm, if I'm identified or someone's supporting, regardless if it's negative, so some people say there's no such thing as bad press. So as long as I'm getting some level of attention, we, we, we mistake attention for connection. And so when, when connection is not really there, it gives us a false reality. So social media is a beautiful place, but the social media is just like the brain. The brain creates its own story. And so what we do is we create these filters. We, 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 and so if we don't have the information, the brain will make up the information in between. And so what happens even with social media is we are now, nobody gets to see our failures. We only see us being successful. They only see us graduating. They only see us, you know, getting married to the person of our dreams. They only see us taking these long walks on the beach. You know, all these things that says, well, if they have that, what do I have? And so you have to go back and have, I tell people the, the, the depth of the question usually is the depth of the revelation. Ask yourself, what makes me happy? You'd be surprised how many people I've coached and I've coached millionaires and I've coached people from all walks of life, actors, writers, producers, um, think people from all walks of life. And I always ask them, describe for me a perfect day. And yeah. I say, Something that's simple like that. Describe for me a perfect, perfect day. What are the elements that would bring you a perfect day? And I said, your only caveat is you can't use the word sleep. You'd be surprised how many people, if they were given a perfect day to create for themselves, they would say, I would sleep. That is a hint that you probably haven't done enough self-exploration. So you mean to tell me you wouldn't go to the beach or you wouldn't go swimming or you wouldn't lay out in the sun, you wouldn't do something that's connecting you with the universe, with, the, you know, with nature, whatever the case may be, you're just going to sleep? Because too much sleep is also a sign of depression. So a lot of people don't like the lives that they created for themselves and they feel like they have no other option. 
And so what I love about mindfulness is you're training your brain on how to think. Many times we've been pre-programmed by friends, society, approval, all these different things, all these limiting beliefs, and it's all good. And the reason, where does that all come from? Because our brain is not designed to make us happy. It's, it's designed to make us safe. So if you think about it, you know, you go back three or 400 years, you think about the primitive times where if you, weren't, if, if you were casted out of your tribe, then you end up dying. That was a death sentence. You weren't able to, you know, you weren't able to survive without, outside of them. Um, and so there was, a, there was a belief system because within our DNA, we have the same belief system that's connected to our ancestors until we actually, uh, actually review the thought or the belief. It goes on autopilot. Same thing I told you about information bias. So a lot of us are operating on autopilot, kind of like, you know, you, have you seen the TV, uh, the movie called The Matrix? You're plugged into a system of belief and school of thought that requires you just to go pay, you know, honestly pay bills till you die, where you're following this construct that is, is, is so far from reality and you're pursuing it in the hopes of finding love, joy, fulfillment, and, and, and a connection that that's not necessarily that. Even though social media has, has painted a picture, we're still responsible for what we contribute to it. It can be beautiful or it can be a nasty thing. And so we have to make sure that in, 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 our, in our course of being able to share our authentic selves or our raw life, because we love to give the raw and uncut, that we're able to make sure that I'm not in competition with anybody but myself, but also be able to say, what values are my, are my, are my compass of who I want to become and what principles do I embody? Because when I do self-exploration, when I'm able to know what I am for, I'm also able to know what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm against. And then I'm also able to say, this is what clarity is. A lot of people do not have clarity. And so if you don't have any clarity, how can you know which direction you're going? I always tell people one of the beautiful things about purpose and vision, vision, mission, and purpose. And these are three things that I always talk about. Vision, where do you see yourself now? Where do you see yourself 10 years, 20 years from now? Vision, because if my vision is only for today, and it's only limited to today, I'm not making preparations for what I say I'm expecting or I want to manifest in my life. Mission is something that's usually heart-centered. Heart-centered meaning that it's connected to my feelings, my emotions, uh, my aspirations, um, my, how I want to feel about my everyday contribution and impact to the world. And I always talk about his purpose. What do I want to create? You're designed to create and innovate something. You're not designed just to be, be a consumer. And so I always provoke people or challenge people, what do you want to create? What do you, what do you, because your hands are designed to be, be able to create something. Everything is, starts in the mind. And so when you learn and train the mind to that I am capable, that I'm smart enough, that I'm, I'm worthy of being loved, I'm, I'm, I'm powerful, I am not limited, um, I'm always learning. When you're able to give yourself these affirmations, these words of encouragement, what we're doing is we're training the brain to see the best in every solution. Because your brain is like a supercomputer. And so it's kind of like Google, whatever you put in the search and you see over in the corner, how fast you got the results, that's what you will find. And so if you're trained, if 80% if of the information that we get on an everyday basis is usually negative or limiting beliefs, then that's what you become. And so when I talk about self-exploration, it gives you an opportunity to unplug yourself from the matrix and says, I get to create my own destiny. What does that look like? Who do I want to be a part of that blueprint? And then go on through that path. It's a beautiful path. Um, it's scary at first because your fear says this is, un this is, this is uncommon, this is different. Um, but fear is also a life coach because all it really tells you is I need more information. Right. So I love how you really dissected every single thing. The vision, the mission, 
and the what's the last one that you said vision mission and purpose vision. And you, can kind of, you can use the eyes the heart and the hands it, it, it usually helps me when i may be kind of trying to what? articulate uh, vision mission and purpose right vision mission and purpose so those are the three elements which is crucially needed to unlocking your destiny is Definitely. that right to say yes because if you don't if you don't know where you're going how do you know what you're investing whether it be time what one of the most valuable gifts you have on this earth is time um and so when you learn the value of time you're 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 more conscious not to waste it because it's something that's priceless and it's precious and so if i have a vision of clarity of where i want to go I am less likely to be distracted by things that no longer serve my destiny. And when you're clear, you're able to understand because takers never have limits. You're able to say when, 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 you know, when, when it's time for you to be able to give, you're able to say, this is my capacity. You're not overdrawing your emotional, spiritual and financial accounts on things that don't serve your destiny, your vision, your mission and your purpose. So let's talk about time for a bit because time is, well, time is of the essence and time is, money <laughs> mm -hmm. like literally money as in, i'm not saying money is in dollar bills money as in it has got lots of value mm. but we only have got 24 hours in a day jamal so mm -hmm. how can people out there listening how can they really use time effectively i've always heard out there on social media on different by different influences, they say, oh, you need to get out at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. or 3.30 a.m. It's all conflicting messages. Mm. But a body, everyone's body is unique and works differently. If you do not get enough sleep, some people get need to have 10 hours of sleep to function really well. Mm -hmm. And that's time, right? You need time to heal. You need time to rejuvenate in order to perform really well. So what would you say from a neuroscience perspective? So I'm, I'm glad you even mentioned, mentioned sleep. Neuroscience also has taught us um, based on its research that the body needs at least seven and a half hours of sleep. So what happens during the seven and a half hours? So um, in, in the seven and a half hours, there are neurotoxins in your brain that are, that are actually cleaned out. So your, your brain is actually more active when you were asleep than you are than it is when you are awake. And so what happens is while, while you're actually asleep, there's some great things that take place. So there's this area in your brain called the hippocampus. And the hippocampus is responsible for taking all your short-term information that you learned throughout this day, that day, and putting it into your long-term memory. So that's how you're able to learn, um, that's how you're able to learn and be able to look at problems for over a period of time and find a solution because you've transferred that information. That's why I always challenge people to make sure that you're adding new information every day about whatever you see as a problem or something that you like to manifest or something like to create. Because what happens is during that time, your conscious and your subconscious have an opportunity to be able to connect the dots between where you are to where you're trying to go. And so sleep, sleep, getting at least seven hours of sleep is very, very helpful. The neurotoxins that, you, that, are, that are created when you're stressing your brain is only designed to be able to take so much stress. And so those neurotoxins, let me tell you, when you're stressful or operating from a place of fear, you're turning off your prefrontal cortex when you're awake. Your prefrontal cortex is your ability to be able to dissect and analyze complex situations and find a solution. And so if you're not getting enough sleep, you're not giving your body what it needs to be able to regenerate itself so you can have a healthy um, day, a productive day. 
Um, so when some people say wake up at 5 a.m., my question is how much sleep are you getting? Because they always say you can sleep when you're dead, but also you're not operating at peak performance. One thing I'm always passionate about is operating at is what consists of peak performance. We all have a zone of genius, but if we're not taking the time to give our body the proper nutrients, the, pop, the proper rest, um, and the proper mind maintenance, what it, what it takes to be successful, you can wake up at five o'clock in the morning and give subpar performance and still be ineffective at what you do. And so I'm not going to be the one to dictate saying waking up at five. I do understand that there's an advantage that you have because most of your predecessors are probably not up at that same particular time. But I would say that make sure that you're getting enough rest, at least seven hours um, of rest. Uh, you shouldn't, it, just to make sure that you're giving your body a fighting chance to be able to do everything that you needed to do. It, it comes even to dieting, making sure that you're eating the proper foods and proper nutrients, um, whether it be herbs, supplements, whatever the case may be, so your brain can function at, at its peak performance. Your zone of genius, you have to honor it and you have to give it the fuel it needs. And so when people say you have to wake up at three, five in the morning, the question is what time are you going to sleep? Um, and then we talk about intention. The question is not what am I willing to sacrifice, but what am I willing to commit to, right? Because if I say I'm willing to commit to making sure I take care of my body, my body is a temple and it's a vessel and I'm willing to honor it at the best version of itself, then there's certain things that you're not going to do simply because it's not honoring your commitment. And if you say, this is my vision, I want to build this, I want to build this company, or I want to um, be the top of my class, or I want to take my department to the next level, or I want to become a leader or a manager, or I want to be the next innovator or influencer. The question is, what is my commitment? What am I, what do I have to, what am I willing to not necessarily sacrifice, but what am I willing to commit to so that I can get the results that I desire? And so how I treat my brain is everything of how I respond to life, because we tell ourselves stories. That, you know, that, that often are limiting and stopping us from operating from our max potential. Very well pitched, Jamal. So I want to focus on vision again. So when we have vision, right, that is the start. That's the first element. Vision, purpose, vision, mission, and purpose. So the vision part is, is, is beautiful. Neuroscience has, has taught us um, from MRIs is, and an MRI is pretty much how they scan the brain activity of what's taking place. So vision is really, really important. Even visualization is really, really important. The reason why is because visualization, they've done brain studies of people who are able to visualize vivid details of something and someone who's actually going through that experience. And they said that the brain can't tell the difference. So, for example, I said, if I were to put a, a uh, be in an MRI and I have a brain scan of me fall, jumping out of, a, a, out of, out of a, a plane, and I'm able to visualize with all my five senses, um, and, all, you know, be able to visualize falling, you know, laughing, smiling, and going down, I'm able to visualize it so vividly, and they were able to put a brain scan on someone who's actually jumping out of the plane and doing the fall, their brain can't tell the difference. So that's how the power of manifestation is a beautiful thing. It's because it gives, it tells you, it shows you that you can create your own reality. You can create, you can create something from a spiritual place and, and create and, and bring it and transfer it into a natural place just by the power of a thought, a vision, creating something, a vision for yourself. I'm a firm believer that your vision is, 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 is your ability to be able to see where you are and where you ultimately want to go. And the how is usually a challenge for a lot of people. And I tell people all the time, when the why is big enough, 
the how will always find a way. Why do I say that? Simply because we get so stuck up on how it's going to get done that we shortchange, we shortchange our vision. We, we, even our vision is safe. It doesn't require us to stretch beyond our comfort zone. Our vision, if my vision is, is so, I want to impact 100,000 lives. That's something I may not be able to see now, but the fact that I'm saying it out loud, the fact that I'm writing it down, the fact that I'm pursuing small action steps every day now makes that more of a reality than me it's just being another one of those 50 to 70,000 thoughts I have in a day. And so my vision needs to be clear because without a vision, people always perish. And so if my vision is, is I want to get to this particular destination, the details may not be exactly clear, but the more time, I, whatever I focus on, I give power to. Where energy flows, power goes. And so if I focus on the vision of what I want to create for myself, then I start to give myself clues from my conscious as well as my subconscious. My subconscious is, 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 has access to so much information that if I give it an opportunity to be able to speak or give it an opportunity to get the proper rest, it gives me the clues to success and my next level of greatness. But if I'm not focusing my intention on my vision, or I have a, I'm a firm believer that vague goals turn to vague results. So if you don't have a clear vision, you're never going to get to your destination because you won't be able to identify what it looks like. And so your ability to say, as I take this step, I went up, I went up a staircase, I want to take another step because as, the further I go up, the more clearer I'm giving myself context clues on what's going to require of me to get to the next level. I absolutely loved what you just said, especially this line. I might be butchering this up. Where energy goes, mm -hmm. power flows. Power flows. That <laughs> that is absolutely powerful, Jamal. So, I I I truly believe in visualizing, and you know, I've read books like the Law of Attraction. Mm -hmm. How do you attract certain things? How do you manifest something? And I truly believe in the power of visualization, and I believe that ourselves. All of our souls have got energy. It's a living matter. Even though it does not have eyes or ears or nose or mouth, I truly believe our souls feel the vibration. Yes, yes. The level at which we vibrate. Some of us vibrate at a higher level. Mm. That's not, uh, I'm not saying that when we vibrate at a higher level, we are really successful. When I say we when we vibrate at a higher level, we become really, really conscious. Mm -hmm. As you mentioned just now, our conscious mind. And, the, and, and I feel that that is all linked. The level of vibration and the level at which ourselves feel those vibrations speak with each other, speak to our minds, and then that comes into fruition. But let's talk a little bit about, you know, making making something come into fruition you mentioned about rudely visualizing to a point where you have clarity and that is totally tied with what you teach about unlocking your destiny right. so how can someone practice if, for listeners out there and they want to practice visualizing and i know visualizing takes a lot of focus right a lot of focus um to a point where it's something like meditation but meditation is so nuanced what is your take on how can people actually start the practice of visualizing even when they are just amateurs starting it? Oh, awesome question. So um, sometimes it's just being playful. When you hear yoga, you hear uh, 
or meditation, it usually could sometimes sound intimidating, right? Because mm -hmm. you're like, I don't like to be, I don't like, you know, I don't like to be, I don't like my, be thought, caught with my thoughts. It's just, you know, I don't like it. So some people always prefer noise. They've actually did a study when they said people would rather pay a fine. They asked me, would you rather pay a fine or be left alone in the quiet? And a lot of people said, I'd rather pay a fine than be left alone with just my thoughts, which I thought was really interesting. Um, and focus is a challenge because even studies have shown now that the average uh, uh, attention span for a lot of people has went from like nine seconds of that nature. Um, so what I, what it, when it comes to creating something, uh, when it comes to visualization, I always tell, tell people, what do I want to accomplish? And the reason why I ask that is because when you say, when you ask yourself a question, a response takes place. So whatever you're trying to visualize, write out the, the intention or write out the question and then write out the result that you want. So it gives you an opportunity to be able to focus. So if I want to visualize myself making $5,000, okay, I'm, I'm able to visualize that. Then I'm looking, I'm pulling in my, my, my five senses. Um, what does that feel like? I feel um, appreciated. I feel valued. Um, what are my senses? You know, you're, you're connecting with all those different five senses that around what you're trying to visualize. Um, and then you just have fun, have fun. Well, what are you going to do with the 5,000? Where's, you know, just being able to explore. So a lot of times we don't have fun with the unknown. We always feel like we always have to have the perfect answer. And that's what, that's not empowering. What I teach people all the time is awareness is a power, is the most powerful tool you'll ever have in your life. You talked about vibrations. Um, if you don't know those vibrations are there, how can you utilize them? It's, and you know, so being able to be aware of um, where you're at is always you know, helpful to be able to say, this is what's going to take for me to get from point A to point B. So when it comes to visualization, sometimes it's you know, just being able to close your eyes and be able to, you know, be able to um, anal not analyze, but be able to allow your thoughts just to take place, Let, allow them to fall. Um, sometimes we're so, you know, expedient. I need to hurry up and get a result. And that's not, that's not the fun of visualization. Visualization is being able to experience and feel what you need to feel without judgment. And so if you're not putting a judgment behind it, um, now you're able to kind of get up, get out of that block that's stopping you from being able to see further than I don't know what I'm going to see. Right. So your ability to be able to identify what you ultimately want is a great way to do visualization. If I see myself, um, and I might even tell the story about that. Um, I saw my, I, I wrote him, I wrote down what I wanted to accomplish. I did this at the beginning of the year. Um, this is a good way to segue into the Mind Valley thing that I did. Yeah, absolutely. So um, visualization intentionality. So at the beginning of the year, I wrote in, um, I have in my journal, I have, you guys may not be able to see it, but it said, it, this is all written in pencil of things that I, uh, roles for 2019. And in the beginning of the year, I wrote that I wanted to speak in front of a thousand people, um, which, is a, which was a number that I know just wasn't in my common orbit right then and there. So I said, you know, 500 people, um, I know where I could probably speak in front of five, 500 people, but I know a thousand would be a stretch. So I wrote that in there. I also wrote it that I wanted to go to a personal development conference this year. Um, and I wanted to meet Lisa Nichols. Um, Cause she is, she's just an amazing teacher, amazing connector. Um, and just a very powerful person. She was talking about abundance, which has been a really a good theme for me this year. Um, and so I didn't know what conference I was going to go to. I had no clue how I was going to end up speaking in front of a thousand people. 
um, I just wrote it down and I was intentional about it. And what, when you write something down, you're anywhere from 40 to 60% more capable of being able to accomplish it simply because when you write it down, you're saying this is a priority. You're putting it in the Google search engine to find this particular thing. And your conscious and your subconscious are finding ways to create pat find patterns, uh, connect patterns, is also be able to identify how to get it done. I told you when the why is big enough, the how will find a way. Um, and so when I was, what I did, I did that and I ended up doing some work with Ajit and Nita um, and they were just, they were just, because I'm a firm believer, the greater you are, the more that you should serve. And so I had an opportunity to be able to serve at the Live, Live Big event. Um, and I've heard a lot of people talk about Mind Valley, but I've, you know, I've known of, known of their app and their, their programs. But a part of the mastermind that I was a part of um, allowed me to be able to just connect and be able to hear. So I've heard about it relatively, but I would, had no connection that that was the conference I was going to go to. Um, so I was like, you know, I'm just going to serve. So I was doing some service and they said, you served us so well. You did a great job with being able to connect and work with people. Um, we want to give you a ticket to Mind Valley. Now, mind you, after I wrote this at the beginning of the year, I kept on seeing this symbol. Um, this symbol that looked like this, right? Let me see you guys, you able to see it? But I didn't know what it was. It didn't have the purple in the background. I just kept on seeing this random sim symbol ever since I said I'm going to go to this conference. And I was like, I don't know what this symbol is, but I'll, I'll figure it out as I go. Um, and so I was talk as I was talking with um, Ajit and Nita, they said, you did a great job helping us with our weekend uh, retreat. We'd love to give you a ticket to Mindvalley. And I was like, wow, that's a personal development conference. And so I was looking at the list of speakers. You had, any you had Jay Shetty, you had Jim Quick, um, you had some just amazing uh, Tom Bilyeu, um, Marie Pierce, um, uh, you had, I believe, Marie Diamond as well. Um, you had some just the world's top speakers there. Um, I also wrote in my journal that I wanted to be on stage with some of the world's top influencers in, in personal development. Just to show you how funny life is. Mm -hmm. um, so I get to this conference and I was like, is Lisa Nichols going to be there? Because her name wasn't really on the list. She was the last person to be actually on, uh, on the program. Um, and she was the closer. So the very first day I get there, um, I have a friend of mine, her name is June, um, who works with Lisa Nichols. Um, and so after I left uh, one of the speaking conferences, I go and, and say, hey, how you doing? Do you need any help with anything? So I, I know she works with Lisa Nichols, but I didn't know Lisa Nichols was going to be there. She was actually there for a private event. Um, and she wasn't supposed to, and she wasn't going to be speaking for the public. It was for a private event at the Mind Valley Conference. Um, so I said, hey, do you want me to help with your bags? So I help, I'm helping her with her bags. And as I walk downstairs, um, June takes me directly to Lisa Nichols sitting at the bar, intentionality. So um i was like oh my god i wrote that i was going to do this and i'm standing right in front of lisa nichols in all white and i was like this is a destiny moment um so in my like i said who I, however great you claim to be i think that you should be a servant you should serve so servant got serve, me serving other people gave got me the ticket to be able to go to mind valley me serving june and 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 asking hey what help do you need um, I even kept on going. I said, you guys need me to take any bags. So they said, yes, Lisa Nichols is actually about to fly off in an hour to another conference. She'll be back. Um, would you mind taking her bags to her car? And I said, sure, why not? Um, so I'm taking her stuff. And as she's leaving the bar, I'm, you know, I'm carrying her stuff. I put her stuff in the car and um, I'm just, I'm just serving. Right. Um, and so people are trying to take pictures. I'm taking cameras so they can take pictures. Um, and there was a gentleman that's, you know, that, that stopped Lisa and was uh, and said, hey, um, I may not be here for the rest of the, of the conference. I just got some bad news that um, a close family member of mine uh, has passed away. 
And right there in that moment, I really went into deep service of being able to say, hey, can we give these two people an opportunity just for Lisa to be able to pour into him and just share because um, he's in a vulnerable place. And so I got a lot of everybody around her to take, you know, put their phones down. And then I had one woman was actually recording the words that she was saying to him in this, in this very vulnerable place he was in. Um, and it, it got to the point where the assistant was like, You're, I like working with you. It's like, I just met you, but you had ability to be able to connect with people and then get people to move. So I'm walking and Lisa Nichols says, stop. And so, you know, we all stopped. She's like, I need to introduce myself to you. Um, because you are serving without asking. Um, and so she said, I want to introduce myself to you. My name is, you know, I, and I said, I said, I, well, I know you're Miss Lisa Nichols. And she says, um, how are you doing? I said, well, my name is Jamal. I would like to do one thing, if you don't mind. Um, I'd love to shake your hand. And so what I told her is I have this standing agreement with God that if I, if I see someone who's operating in a space that I know is available for me, my covenant or my 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 uh, validation check is being able to shake their hand because I feel if I can shake your hand, then whatever is possible for me is that much closer. And she says, I would love to shake your hand. And so she turns around and says, as she's shaking my hand, she said, I want you to understand that the distance between what you desire and what you want is the distance between our hands. So our hands are locked like this. Wow. Um, and she turns around and she says, um, would you like to take a picture with me? And I was like, sure, <laughs> why not? Um, so to show you how service intentionality and writing out your vision. I'm a firm believer, write the vision, make it plain. Um, and then just keep on asking yourself better questions. It's not that you don't know, it's just you just have to ask yourself the right questions. And that's what the beauty of coaching, it allows you to ask the right questions and allow you to be able to do that interwork to be able to say, I have the answers, challenges that I have because I create, I'm, I'm sometimes a victim of the story if I tell myself. I could have had all these limiting beliefs but the day that, that she was not necessarily supposed to be there was the day that I was the very first day of the conference when I met her. And so she turns around and takes a picture with me. Um, and, I, and I said, wow, I, I said this at the beginning of the year that I wanted to meet Lisa Nichols and go to a personal development conference. And I've done two things in the very first day. Uh, and this, I think it was, was March. So that quickly, that quickly of a turnaround, I had a multimillionaire introduce herself to me while everybody else was trying to get her attention just by being able to serve. Um, and so why, why do I tell this story? Um, because the, the law of attraction is, attraction is real. If you believe it, you can, if you can believe it, you can achieve it. And it, it, everything starts with the thought. The quality of your thoughts builds the depth of what you can achieve. If my thoughts are always limiting or disempowering, I will only see what I create in my mind. And so I always tell people, even when I even tell people, do you know that you are turning off your, your even the, the language, which is the right side of your brain, the right hemisphere of your brain, your language, your creativity. When you're negative, you release stress. It's the amygdala that's a fear. It's about the size of an acorn, right? That is your that, that controls your fear. Your fear can hijack everything you want to achieve in life. Mm -hmm. And so what you're doing through mindfulness is you're, learn, you're, 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 you're calming down your amygdala because you need it. Fear, fear is, is, is your friend, but also going to be your enemy if you don't train it. That's why we talk about emotional intelligence and being able right. to observe your thoughts without creating a judgment. Um, but what I, I, what I kept on being intentional about was about saying, I want to accomplish this. I will accomplish this. I don't know how it's going to happen. But when the opportunity presents itself, I'm going to show up. And so Les Brown has this great quote that says, it is, it, is, it is better to prepare for an opportunity and not come than the opportunity to present itself and you not be ready. And so I tell people, when it comes to being intentional, intentional I, tell me, I ask them, what are you preparing for? 
because many times we are waiting for a moment that we haven't prepared for. And so the universe, God, Yahweh, whoever you want to call is your higher being, your higher power source, cannot give it to you until you are intentional and you're making preparations for it. I have a belief. And so later on in that conference, remember I said that I wanted to speak in front of a thousand people. So we're doing this exercise about identifying who do we see in front of us. So I had an amazing opportunity um, to, to have Sarah, who, um, who was one of the people that I was working with, um, and just being able to sh just be able to have be in tune with the person which is with in front of you, which is really awesome. When you're able to connect with each other's energy and just be able to say, "What do you see in front of me?" And so I described her. I described her personality. I, I described her passion. I described her purpose. Just and we didn't say anything. It was just I had to do a quick visualization of who was in front of me and what did I take away from what I was just kind of being being able to connect. So we did this exercise, and um, she said she looks me up and down. And I have this belief system that um, I need to dress like I might be the next keynote speaker. Um, and so uh, she says, well, she looks me up, up and down. She says, well, how do you pick out your clothes for conferences such as this? And I said, um, I have this standing belief that I'm supposed to dress like I might be the next keynote speaker. And she says, so I tell her this story. I said, for five years, I had a friend of mine tell me, you should be a motivational speaker. You, you have an amazing story. You've, you've overcome so much. And I was like, no, that's not for me. I, no one wants to hear what I have to say. I had a whole bunch of limiting beliefs. I didn't think I was worthy. I didn't think I was enough. I was like, I can't do all that type of thing. So for five years, she said, you should be a speaker. And so, um, and I was telling this to the, to the, to the woman at, at the conference. And, she, and, it's, and I said, at the fifth year, I finally said yes. And when I said yes, she says, I'm so glad you finally said yes. I've been telling my family about you for five years. And I said, what's the big deal about that? Who's your family? He says, my grandfather is Mr. Les Brown. He's one of the top. Wow. And so the lady did the same, the same expression. So for five years, I was telling my destiny no when I was really saying yes, because I had so many limiting beliefs about what I want to accomplish. So the lady, she's like, Les Brown? I said, yes. And so I always make sure, and even when I went to the conference, I was dressed like it was like I was the next keynote speaker. And people came on asking, are you one of the speakers? And I was like, no, I'm actually, because when Les Brown, when I finally said yes, Les Brown said, I'm, he called me, he says, I've been hearing about you for five years. I would love to do some training with you. So I did, I did a weekend training with him for his intensives. And he was teaching me how to become a better speaker. He says, I see why um, my granddaughter has been talking so much about you. You have an amazing passion, you have a purpose, and you have a story that the world needs to hear. And he gives you that signature, there's greatness within you. Um, and so I was telling her this story um, about how my living beliefs was stopping me from operating in my destiny. And she's like, you have to come up on stage. I said, here we go. So the guy's like, hey, who had an amazing encounter with their partner? And so the lady I was working with, she was raising her hand and she was like, um, I wanna go. And so he goes to the other side of the stage and picks someone else. And then he picks the second person and sh she raises her hand again. And he says, I need you to come up. And so she turns around to me, she says, you have to come with me. And I was like, <laughs> so I take off my lantern because I know I've already written in my book that I wanted to do something where I wanted to be on stage with all the, the influencers and, and, and peak performers in personal development. So I get on stage with her and she says, I asked him this question and he's going to have to tell you how this came up. And so at this moment, I, I, have, I have actors, I have writers, I have doctors, I have lawyers, I have industry leaders from all around the world in this particular room. And I said, she says, how do you, how do you pick the clothes for your, um, for events that you go to? 
And I said, I dress like I just might be the key next keynote speaker. And the crowd went wild because it's all about manifestation. Every day I've been talking about manifestation. Every day of that conference, I've connected with people about manifesting what you want to see in your life by speaking it, by the law of attraction and being intentional about opportunities. And so I use that opportunity and the crowd went wild. And so um, later on, uh, a lady from that, so you want to know what's interesting? You want to ask, I'll ask you, guess how many people were in the audience for that particular event? Of housing. 1,000. <laughs> the power of intention. So there was a thousand people in the building, in the room that I didn't even know. I wasn't even consciously thinking, but my subconscious already calculated that this was going to be the opportunity that I needed to prepare for because I kept on saying this was something I didn't know was going to happen at that conference. I just knew a thousand people would a thousand people would be far-fetched for me to be in, in front of the speaking. So the entire conference, everybody kept on, you're the best dress, you're going to be the next keynote speaker. And because I was already a speaker, I was a trained speaker, but I've always been intentional about this might be my opportunity. This might be my opportunity. And so I was so focused on this might be my opportunity. When the opportunity presented itself, I was like, I can't allow for it to hijack my conversation of what's possible. And I was able to actually go and get up on that stage. And it was a thousand people. You had actors, you had, I mean, A-list actors, you had top people in peak performance. They were all in the building standing there listening to me. They didn't know who I was, but after, but after I said that, my name got a little bit more <laughs> popular from these people just simply because I was manifesting what I wanted to create. I created my own reality. Everybody else had to just play the script which was a beautiful thing. So at the end of that, I had a lady inbox me. She says, I had threw away my entire wardrobe and started over because you said that. She says, I want my children to be able to see my life on the next level, dressing for the destiny that I want for myself, not wallowing in the limitations of and disempowering beliefs of just coming, showing up to life any type of way. And lo and behold, she went to the Lisa Nichols Speaking Right Conference and she ended up on stage just like me. Wow, that is just phenomenal, Jamal. It is. And it and you are a walking testimonial that the power of intention can lead to a better quality of life. That is just mind blowing. I am so blown away by this. It's they were screaming from the stage, You're a manifester, you're a master manifester. And I was like, I just told you is I wanted to accomplish this and I wasn't I wasn't wasn't making any I wasn't gonna make any excuses for myself. Right. I was and gonna have I was gonna have to fail forward and I was willing to be able to take because it was intimidating at first, but I was like, you know what? What what is fear? I'm capable, I'm enough. This is a moment that I've created in a journal before everybody else even knew that I was gonna I had no clue that I was even gonna be at this conference until I wanna say a week, a week before the conference was actually happening. Had to pay for a ticket. The ticket was over $500, paid for a ticket, you know, it, the law of intentionality, being intentional about what you want and allowing people and just serving, put me in a position to, for where a millionaire is introducing herself to me. And, and, and I'm standing in front of a thousand people of the world's best peak performance or personal development gurus. And they all at one point heard my voice about dressing like I might be the next keynote speaker. And every day, everywhere I went, because we teach people how to treat us, how you want to show up in the world. Everywhere I went throughout the entire conference, you're the next keynote speaker. That's what everybody else kept on echoing to me because I was willing to say that in the moment. 
That's beautiful, Jamal. And this just shows, this is proof that we all, each of us have the limitless potential to continuously become. Wow, that is just phenomenal, Jamal. And I know that we are running out of time, but I want to touch on one more point. What? You mentioned that the when we are the universe delivers when we are prepared. Now, is that in context of preparing in a sense where we are intentionally preparing, like intentional visualizing or intentional thinking? Or is it serving others? Or is it preparing as in, oh, let, let's practice writing, let's practice speaking? Because sometimes we just have got to go at it, right? Even when we're no, not ready. So what can you just expand a little bit about the universe delivers when we are ready in which context does this absolutely so when i say preparation the question i always tell people write down what you want write down what you want there is a there is a psycho there's a psychology of being able to write down your thoughts because when you write down your thoughts you're able to prioritize them you're able to give them a purpose you're able to give them a value and you're able to say this is the level of importance whether, and it tells your subconscious as well, because your subconscious is a master of information. Um, and so it takes on all this information, but if it doesn't know that it needs to be looking for this particular thing, your conscious will automatically just bypass it. And the very answer that you're looking for, you won't find. So I always tell people, speak out loud what you want, because when I speak out loud, I am, I am disrupting the 50,000 thoughts that I have and saying, this is important, this is valuable. I want to create, I want to build this. Whatsoever man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So you're, or she. So your ability to be able to say it out loud. So what's the thought? What's the belief? What do I want to create? Saying it out loud, but writing it no longer becomes a one of 50,000 thoughts and now becomes a principle of, of intentionality. Writing out what you want to see for yourself is a very, very, very powerful tool. Review it on a daily basis. And then you're able to analyze, is this a disempowering belief or this is a, or is this an empowering belief? Affirm yourself because if you're if you're only seeing negativity, then that's the only narrative you can create for yourself. Right. So if you give yourself, I always tell people, ask people, what's the lie that you tell yourself? Because when you say this is the lie, then now you have to go find the truth. And every time you hear the lie, you're now able to challenge the thought. A lot of us don't challenge the thought. If you say you're not, if you heard as a little as a little boy that hey, I'm not smart. I repeat that lie over and over again. And every time I get a challenge, a challenge or an opportunity to be able to show my intellect, I allow that lie to dictate my narrative. But now if I say, I may have, I'm always learning, even though thank, information may be hard to be, it may be challenging to be able to understand, I'm always giving myself the grace to fail, but I know that I'm capable of learning complex situations or complex issues or formulas, whatever your thing may be. Me saying it out loud and affirming challenges the narrative, the challenges the lie every time it comes up. And so my ability to challenge the thought now gives me the opportunity to really retrain my brain. When you think, when you say things out loud and when you're intentional about things, you're actually, you're creating different neural pathways on creating a new thought. It starts with a thought, then it becomes a belief, then it becomes a habit, then it becomes your part of your character, then it becomes part of your destiny. There is a pathology. Whatsoever, that's why you have to be, you see the value of your thoughts. Identify the thought. Understand what the belief is. After I understand the belief, what habits, what action steps am I, am I taking behind this particular thought? Because if I have action steps, I've created a habit. 
after I have the habit, then I need to be able to say, what's my routines? Sometimes you have to interrupt your routines to be able to create a new reality. If you're always doing what you've always did, you're always keep, you're gonna always gonna get what you've been getting. What you've been getting. So you have to be mindful. Mindfulness is a great tool be, be, between assessing what is on autopilot and what needs to come off autopilot so you can manifest what you really want to see. And so that does that answer your question for you? Yes, yes, Jamal. That is beautifully put. So Jamal, thank you again for coming on Human Becomings and sharing your wisdom and sharing insight and giving hope to people that they too can achieve limitless potential within them where can everyone find you awesome i am well i'm on instagram and i'm also on facebook um on instagram you can find me under coach jamal j-a-m-a-l v as in victor a-l-l-a-i-r um, my instagram i'm there i'm always posting uh inspirational motivational stuff um, I'll be do, starting to do some, um, some lives. Um, I'll be doing questions, Q&As. Um, also on Facebook as well, jamalvalair.com. Um, actually, you can find me on my website, jamalvalair.com, if you'd love to have a powerful conversation about how to change, how to inspire, how to become the best version of yourself. Um, three of my coaching principles, explore your untapped potential and your inner genius. Um, inspire is which connecting your passion and your purpose. And then I empower you with tools and strategies on how to create your own blueprint for success. Um, so you can find me on my website, Jamal Chris, jamalvalair.com, um, on, on Instagram, coachjamalvalair.com, um, um, and on Facebook as well. Um, and if you're just looking to be able to connect, um, and I would love to connect with anybody who's interested. I love being able to connect with like-minded people. Um, but if you're looking to be, if you're like, hey, I'd love to be able to find more about how to be able to maximize my brain um, and peak performance, and just how to be able to get unstuck, how to be able to find the deep, my purpose, my life's purpose, my vision or get clarity on a career, whatever the case may be, I'd love to have a conversation with you. Just by all means, just inbox me. Um, and I'd love to be able to just set up something where, you know, for, for people who are interested in that particular thing. And if you just love powerful motivational speeches and, and, and information, definitely follow me, on, follow me on Instagram. I'd love to be able to follow you back as well as just be able to engage and seeing how we can take um, what we know and take it to the next level to really tap into our genius. I'm here to tell you that your dreams are real. Um, hope is and faith is is the ability to be able to see the unseen and create it for yourself. And so anytime that you're able to connect with people like that, that's a powerful combination. Beautiful, Jamal. Thank you again for coming on Human Becomings. Folks, you know where to find him. If you like this episode, if you liked what you heard today, give it a like on iTunes and leave a review. And please do connect and share some love to Jamal Villa. Thank you, Jamal. Have a blessed one.